0: talk live you can bring up anything that you want just dial in toll free at 1-800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line and joining you tonight it's ian jj and mark once again 800 259-9231 you can join us on our website those other talk show hosts, they want to charge you for accessing their sites. We give ours away for free, so enjoy it over at freetalklive.com. You actually can control the content of the site, so when you see something online you think's interesting, you can submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com. Other listeners will then vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion, and the most liked will make it to the front page and the top of the site, meaning more people are likely to see it and enjoy it, and we're more likely to see it talk about it on the air. So head on over to freetalklive.com and get interactive. As always, there's a lot on the plate here tonight. We're going to start out with your phone calls. And actually... Uh, got some corrections uh from our discussion last night. People feel really strongly about these e book readers
1: yeah, this is a sort of a brand um alliance thing, kind of like the the people who believe in Microsoft versus uh you know Apple versus uh Linux
0: or Ubuntu or whatever yeah, we got some bad information uh last night on the air, and neither of us have yeah, a right. like you know how are we gonna know Kindle and so we don 't know these things. But according to Cody, he says listening last night heard a listener claim that Amazon's Kindle only supports their proprietary ebook format, while the Barnes and Noble Nook supports many, and as per Amazon's website, Kindle supports wireless delivery of unprotected Microsoft Word, PDF, HTML, TXT, RTF, JPEG on and on and on and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I guess uh, there's plenty of files that that machine can open. So, misinformation corrected. Uh, also, here he says, I personally own an Amazon Kindle and have no trouble reading my non DRM, that's digital rights management. That's an electronic system that allows companies to have some say of how you play things and how many times you can play things and kind of control you. Uh, you can have non DRM PDF ebooks as well as open source format ebooks that he gets from many places, such as Archive. Dot org and goes on to say that he can't wait uh, can cannot wait to come back for Pork Fest 2012. And so there's one correction for you. Another one is about the Nook, which is also another popular e-reader. Because we've been talking in quite detail uh, about these uh, ebook formats over the last week, based on the news of Borders Books going out of business, closing nearly 400 stores. Uh, displacing nearly ten thousand or over ten thousand employees uh that process has begun across the country, and a lot of people are very, very interested in this. I mean people love books, and I think that 's great. I find myself wishing that I would make more time uh to read them. Maybe if I got one of these nooks, it would make it more likely, but i 'm just not sure if i if it would That's be like worth the person who goes
1: me. out and buys a gym membership
0: so they 'll get in shape yeah exactly yeah uh you got to get into the habit first, I think.
2: How popular are these readers anyway?
0: They are zooming in popularity, from what I understand. I I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but according to one caller, just this year in, I think it was the month of February, there was a dramatic increase in the sales of these e-readers in a one-month period of time. Uh, just over time, they've been going up and up and up popularity. I mean, obviously, they've been getting bigger uh, as far as their popularity goes. The size of the devices has been getting smaller. You know, the tech has been getting better. The prices have been dropping as more competitors enter uh, into the market. So um, they, they, it looks like they're going to wipe out books at some point. How soon that will be. I don't know that no one well, can predict that.
1: I don't think wipe out is the right term. Books will always be around um, in the same way that you can still find somebody to shoe your horse. But, right. uh, you <laughs> yeah. know, they're, they're not going to be the uh, they may not be the, uh, the 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 best way for I guess I wouldn't even call it the printed word. The written uh, written word sounds like hand. I don't know the written word to be uh, written and bound uh, yeah, word. Well, they're not. They're not bound. I, Some books are bound. Books are bound, but these e-readers may be the way that uh, people read words uh, from here on out. I don't know.
0: And then one more correction. Uh, On the Barnes & Noble Nook, uh, we mentioned that I'd seen somebody crack a Nook and put a full Android system on it. Uh, When I visited New Hampshire with my girlfriend in March, I brought along my Nook, which had been rooted, doing this that allowed me to install a customized Android operating system. Doing this effectively turns your Nook into a $250 tablet computer. The significance is that you aren't violating the DMCA because Google has created an open source operating system. If this were a closed source operating system, rooting it would be in violation of the DMCA. Now that's the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, as I understand it. One of the kay. one of the little tools out there the big corporations use to try to crush you if you like download a movie or music or something like that. He says, uh, yet Try again, to use your
1: product the way you want to use it.
0: Yeah. The Nook is an example of the greatness of open source and shows that intellectual property law is outdated and only hinders technological progress. Because of open source software, I have more control of the device that I purchased, and I also saved at least $200 as far as the cost of a, of a tablet. Uh, society needs to move past intellectual property laws and realize that openness is what spurs technological advances. And Barnes and Noble as well as Google are making millions by being as open as possible and trusting their customer. Although it sounds to me like, you know, Barnes and Noble or Barnes and Noble didn't make it, so y- you have to crack the thing basically to open up the extra. Yeah, capability. we can give these companies
1: too much credit.
0: Yeah. But all that said, uh so 800-259-9231. There's some corrections there, and George is on the line in D.C. Oh in a Lord. construction hey. zone. George.
3: Hey, what's up, Ian, guys?
0: What's going on, dude? What's on your mind? Yeah,
3: I just wanted, I wanted to call and make a correction about what you guys were talking last night about World War Two and the, the atomic bombs right there. Yes, sir. Yeah, basically, uh, the, re, the real reason why they dropped that is they, is they were working on bombs and they did not... They were, they refused to accept the Japanese surrender at the time because they were still working on the Manhattan Project. They wanted to drop those bombs as, as a way to deter Stalin from trying to turn against the Allies at the end of the war. At that point, they knew they were going to win. It was all pretty obvious. But they wanted to contain Stalin because they knew he was going to be a problem after the war was so over. So drop
0: them on Japan instead of uh, Russia? Show them what's up.
3: Well, we're not at a war with Russia yet. You know what I'm saying? Well,
0: where do
1: you where'd you get this information from, George? Because I haven't heard this. It sounds interesting. I mean, it sounds plausible, but
3: it, and, and, uh, it's pretty much hearsay. But um, hmm. but, a lot, but a lot of it was pretty much just from um, from a coworker who's a history major and, and he's going to be a history um, professor. at, do um, I don't know. He's trying to go to TMU. But yeah, he was pointing that out. It was like, basically, it was just written for the most part to show Stalin was like, don't mess with us here. Like, um, once we get rid of it, you know, it was, like, it was a nice, subtle way, that it wasn't, like, overt, per se, but it was, like, pretty much their way of saying, look, we're going uh, to, at, at least that was just one of the reasons. It wasn't a small reason. Part of it also was, you know, that the Japanese weren't, people were being so stubborn. Mm-hmm. However, it also, a good part of that reason was to make sure that Russia did not go and turn on the rest of the Allies and try to take over the rest of Europe because they were doing so well coming in from the East.
0: George, thanks uh, thanks for the idea. Anything else you want to share tonight?
3: Uh, at this point, I'm about to um, report back to my duty getting off work. <laughs>
0: All right, TSA I'm, George, thanks for the night. call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. He's uh, working down the TSA checkpoint. Uh, I know he's still there, man. groping <laughs> scanning, leering. Yeah. <laughs> it's got to be tough to, uh, to love the ideas of freedom and work as a TSA. Agent. It's a
1: sweet yeah. government paycheck, though. Yeah.
0: That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up what you want. Uh, News about gold. Now, there's been a lot of discussion about gold. Because, well, if you look at gold and you look at the uh, price of gold and you look at what it buys today versus what it bought 100 years ago versus what it bought 300 years ago, you find out that gold has been a really consistent store of real value over time. And Mark, you and I are are fans of gold. I mean, I le- more of a fan of silver, but I'm a fan of the idea of hard metals. JJ, I'm not, I'm not so oh, sure. Oh yeah, about definitely. You, yeah, gold and too. silver.
2: Uh, gold, preferably, because silver the uh, silver market is easier to manipulate. I think. I, I think disagree.
1: So. I think the gold market's easier to uh, to manipulate,
0: but you know, just because people don't pay as much attention to silver. Well, we know there was gold confiscation uh, back in the day. Did they confiscate well, silver? Well, they're market? actively manipulating the silver
2: market, like all the time. J.P. Morgan, the whole... Uh,
0: there's uh, no doubt about that. I mean, there's some shenanigans going on behind the scenes. We can come back and discuss it. I'll also tell you about what happened to uh, one set of people that thought they, got to, they thought they would keep the gold that they inherited. We'll explain what happened. It's Free Talk Live. You already know that you can support Free Talk Live and the Civil Disobedience Evolution Fund by starting your Amazon or Newegg shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But did you know that you can also spend bitcoins at Amazon or Newegg? That's right. Start your Amazon or Newegg shopping at spendbitcoins.com and you can buy just about anything with bitcoins. So if you're using fiat currency, start all your shopping at shop.freetalklive.com. But when you want to spend bitcoins, start all your bitcoin shopping at spendbitcoins.com. That's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL, CAI, toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site free, so enjoy those on us. Features including news updates. You can get signed up. And We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Go to news.freetalklive.com and you can get on our list via Twitter or Facebook or you can receive emailed updates, which in my opinion is probably the best way to uh, stay in touch because Twitter and Facebook are a little more transient. If you want to know what's happening and not miss a moment, uh, then go and get signed up with the email list over at News. com, but do whatever works best for you maybe you're somebody like me who spends way too much time on uh, facebook in which case that would probably work out for you news.freetalklive.com you know
1: the u.s dollar is devaluing you can see it happening every day you know a new currency will at some point take over wouldn't you like to be on the ground floor of that currency bitcoins They could be that currency. They're a decentralized, anonymous internet currency. They're kind of like internet cash. They're free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use them anywhere in the world. Their value seems to be trending upward with time. Find out more by visiting weusecoins.org. Don't be kicking yourself in the pants in a month. Your dollars are going down, and bitcoins have been trending upward. Weusecoins.org.
0: The toll-free number, 800-259-9231. Now, I love the Bitcoin. There's no doubt about that. Definitely a fan. And I like silver and I like gold. I think that the the three of them together are, I'm not going to say they're an investment necessarily, but I think that they are better. It's better to have money in something besides the U.S. dollar. I think that's a that's a smart financial move is to di- diversify. Aside ones, aside holds.
2: from having something tangible in your home to trade or barter for, whether it be food or actual silver rounds or something mm-hmm. else. But, yeah, those, those three definitely have a lot of potential.
0: Right, because you get your uh, value out of the U.S. dollar, which you know they're going to keep manipulating. You know they're going to keep printing out more dollars. Uh, it's a fiat currency. means they arbitrarily decide how much of it there is out there, and they print it, and they force it down people's throats with legal tender laws. and These other things aren't within the government's control. Well, at least that's the hope. We know that Bitcoin, for instance, completely decentralized. There's no way the government's going to get a, a hold of Bitcoin. That's based on the way that the thing is is set up. It's a decentralized. I wouldn't go so far currency. as uh, no way, but I, I I think that they're they're well placed. The way it's set up requires it's completely decentralized. There's no way the government can like go and knock on some corporation's door and take all their servers. That Bitcoin doesn't work that way. And that's
1: kind of how that's government works.
0: Right? It's distributed. So uh, with gold, they if they're going to take gold from people, they have to knock on a lot of doors. They have to figure out where the gold is. They have to you know make a list, check it twice, and then go around and be very naughty and take people's gold and or silver from did them. Did they
2: did they do that earlier? Was that just was there just a turn in? There wasn't a sort of door to door thing. I
1: think there was a turn in. I wouldn't imagine there was a door to door thing.
0: There was a, there was definitely a turn in. I couldn't tell you how far they went with it. Right. I, that was a long time ago. I would love to hear from somebody if they know more about the 1930. 1930- gold confiscation because we're going to share with you an example of the gold being confiscated today but first frank is in new york frank you're on free talk live you're on with the ian jj and mark hello there
4: hi how are you doing guys i thought i thought we'd talk about the uh uh e readers and how they are revolutionizing you know the most uh, profitable area in the book publishing area, which is the university textbook, college textbook kind of uh, market. Mm-hmm. You know, where a book is $139 or $265 or maybe in a yeah. medical uh, school curriculum, you know, $695 with, uh, you know, video disc, uh, CD-ROM, uh, accessible labs. For another, you know, three or four hundred dollars and that type of thing. Yeah, it's a huge scam. Uh, exactly, but what's interesting about it is that with the ebook, uh, you know, the student can you know get the text for much less. But they have something very interesting when you buy a university textbook on you know the ebook format uh, for whatever reader we're talking about. Uh, that is only a limited uh, usage thing, whereby after two or three years, it sort of uh, uh, self-disintegrates. You know, the file then sort of destroys itself.
0: That would be digital rights management or DRM. Correct.
4: Correct. And what's interesting about that is that often people, uh, especially if they're good students, they want to, uh, uh, you know, keep some of their books that they feel are worthwhile, that, you know, sure. maybe even I mean, 20 years down the road. Sure. Correct. uh But what's interesting too, when I was in college, I always liked to get the, uh, uh, one semester, one year old books that had, uh, uh, you know, the best sort of highlighters and Mm. margins in the notes and different things, uh, which added to the process because you knew that, you know, a serious student had put some time Reading the text and making comments, and, uh, you know, it's sort of the old, uh, tradition of, uh, you know, the, uh, notes of the scholars in the margins, you know, and, yeah, that's uh... Yeah, but anyhow, speaking of the gold thing, it's interesting. When FDR confiscated the gold, uh, that was done so that the gold could be used. Uh, you know, uh, actually, a lot of that gold went to Germany to rearm Germany through the Federal Reserve, <laughs> and uh, which was our central bank at the time. And at that time, the U.S. government officially went bankrupt. And uh, basically, uh, the uh, Federal Reserve, you know, controlled everything. But they didn't tell the American people that. They just sort Did of, they go
0: bankrupt uh, before the confiscation began, began?
4: I think they might have because the gold confiscation was a result of that, and it was bearing Bank.
0: It would make sense. It, it actually
4: would... took the gold to Europe and put it over in England, Germany, uh, Nazi Germany, and also to Russia.
0: Well, it would make sense because you'll remember then...
4: that Henry Ford. Uh, built uh, the tractor factory and the Model T factory in Russia, and the Russians that had to be done with gold for the contractors and things. So it's very interesting. And there were people that were arrested for not turning in their gold, but the very right. wealthy New York families uh, actually maintained their gold reserves in Canada. And many of these banks would actually once or twice a year have to audit the gold. So they'd go up to Canada And I could name some names, you know, Illuminati uh, people, that did this, they laugh about it now and talk about it many generations later, but, uh, you know, basically, he who has the gold makes the rules, and the wealthy and the powerful always retain the gold, and when they couldn't retain it in the United States, they retained it in Canada and in Cuba and different places offshore, and, uh, you know nothing was done uh, and also many of these families also had irrevocable trusts that were designed prior to the income tax law so their assets never were taxed and they could do what they wanted with them you know in the trust and often the trusts were connected to foundations that allowed for their political and social and cultural policies to be
0: yeah, uh, financed tax free by the taxpayer. There's no doubt that the people in the positions of the wealth and uh, wealthy and powerfully uh, connected are the ones that don't have to pay taxes. Yeah, this
1: is the Absolutely. The, thanks the for funny, the call, friends. This is Appreciate the funny it.
0: thing about sort of the liberal idea that you're going to go out there
1: and you're going to tax the wealthy. Well, come on. I mean, at <laughs> you're going to use the the, uh, the 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 reins of power which have always been controlled by the wealthy to uh, go after the wealthy? Really? I mean, does that's that make fantasy. any kind of yeah, sense? That's a pipe dream. <laughs>
0: There's more coming up here. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's also a fantasy that they could get their hands on the power. Just give me the power, (laughs) and I'll do it right. More coming up. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands
5: of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond. TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, bringing up what you want and dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line joining you tonight. It's Ian, JJ, and Mark. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. Listening options are available to you. They are free, uh, including broadband and dial-up versions of the show. Available to you around the clock over at listen.freetalklive.com. The latest episode of Free Talk Live always airing. And in addition to that, you can listen to us on 109 great radio stations across the country. Got a new one. Go and get the details there over at listen.freetalklive.com. Satellite radio options, including XM Satellite Radio, two channels up there, uh, plus our KU band, free-to-air satellite feed, the webcam and the listen lines, by the way. Webcam news. Uh, we've been, as I said, kind of tweaking the cam over the last couple weeks. A brand new camera in the studio. So if it's been a while since you've seen the Free Talk Live webcam, it's worth another look. That There's a new angle uh, that is, I think, better than it was before. The camera, I think, is better uh, than it was before. The connection is, uh, is, is better. The server, uh, the service is different. We moved from Ustream to Livestream. And Livestream has a... A little process that they want you to go through before they will verify – what they'll do is they verify your channel. So when you start out with live stream, they put a cap on your channel. You can't have more than 50 people watching at any given time. And one of the things that they require of you uh, – they want to make sure you're a serious broadcaster before they're just going to go ahead and let you have more of their bandwidth, I guess. And of course, well, wouldn't
1: seriousness be uh, indicated by the amount of people that would watch your, uh, you know, market response? You're saying you're right. I that's mean, that's <laughs> probably a
0: factor. Yeah, I mean, I but but then why cap it? I I think they just want to, you know, they, they can run their business their any system. way they want. I'm just, you know, I think they want to know who's who's using their system.
1: Okay, um, you know, and what it's being used if for. You w- if you want that, then give some kind of verification. They have
0: people give their social security number. No, I don't. I don't think you really understand, Mark. But you're anyway. Prob- Um, So there's a verification process in uh, Free Talk Live and LRN.FM, which is our live cams uh, stream, has gone through that process and we have passed it. So uh, what they require mostly is that you have some archive stuff, like that there's stuff that people can go and, and pull on on demand and that uh, that's easy to do cuz we're constantly cranking out content here so
1: well yeah i mean if if uh you know a, a few people sitting around a table is content yeah it's all um you know very similar
0: well i don't think that uh, webcams are the best video uh, i don't think it's the most uh, compelling uh, yeah that's yeah. the word compelling emotionally driven uh video yeah, content not. Uh, but that said it is content and we can we can do content that's uh that's not a problem and so they've approved us and so now because i'd seen the the numbers getting like i saw 44 one night and i thought oh boy you know we're we're pretty close already on this year webcam so we've been approved you can go to cam.freetalklive.com to pull that up it's completely free also, on Free
1: Talk Live, we, we talk about gold and silver on a pretty regular basis. We were just talking about uh, acquiring gold and silver. It's, uh, you know, a great hedge against inflation, perhaps of investment, maybe a barter currency if uh, things go south. I use it as a barter currency now, uh, as often as I possibly can. We've teamed up with Midas Resources. That's a sister company to GCN, Genesis Communications Network, our syndicate. Um, To bring you some very special rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces and coins, you can go to gold.freetalklive.com. See what I mean? Most of these are great for comparison shopping, and that's one of the most important things when acquiring gold and silver. Buy low. That way you can sell high. (laughs) Uh, Go to gold.freetalklive.com. Not only are you going to be helping Free Talk Live and Genesis Communications Network, but you'll be getting – well, you'll be helping yourself getting some gold and silver that uh, can be useful in the future.
0: We continue with you and your thoughts. Let's talk to Vivian, listening in Illinois. More coming up about gold confiscation. We haven't even scratched the surface of this story yet. Vivian, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, how are you tonight? Just great. What's on your mind?
6: Well, I'm calling in about this. I I just heard about that you might not be getting your um, disability checks and SS checks on the 1st of August.
0: Are they still threatening that because they were threatening That's what I heard. And, you know, that really bothers
6: me because they're not talking about a few people here. They're no, talking 70 million. About a, yes, correct. And I'm one of them, and I happen to be handicapped. I'm blind in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. And I depend on that for my rent, yeah, for my true. food, for everything. And I now, was just wondering what you've heard, if it's going to go through. Where did, I'm you, terrified. where did you hear this? I heard this from a friend of mine who heard it on the news. Mm-hmm. And so she called me and told me, and I was like, what? You've got to be kidding me. I mean, I started freaking out, like, whoa, what's going on? So I, that's why I called in, because I think that's terribly wrong what they're doing. Why are they doing it? Do you understand why they're doing it? Because I don't.
1: Good well, the claim, the claim is is that uh, the government uh, is going to that the, the the bad Republicans are forcing the the, the poor Democrats to uh, not right. be able to give away um, you know government money. But the suggestion is um, that you know it does it doesn't make sense. The government's still got plenty of money coming in, so it's an issue of allocation. And it, what seems to me is that uh, President Obama is trying to threaten the, the the people who are on the most tenuous fringes of American society with. Mm-hmm. Th- losses, rather than say, hey, um, let's stop one of these six wars we're engaged in or something like exactly. that. You know, there's, there's plenty of money to come from plenty of places. I mean if they wanted to they could uh, just cut the paycheck uh, you know hold off the paycheck for one of the 77,000 federal right. government employees that make more than um, any many of the uh, state governor that make more than the state governors out there i mean there's 77,000 federal employees that make these giant mm-hmm. six figure incomes just <laughs> cut well, their paycheck I, in I, half for a month yeah the, I, well
6: i'm sorry but you know it, it, it's wrong. I mean, what are we supposed to do? And I'm not just talking about me. All these people that are on disability or even SSI, whatever, you tell me how they're supposed to live. They think they got homeless now and they got people yeah. hungry? What's it going to be? I mean, that it just seems like well, it's, it's it, totally created, being done they've wrong. They've created
2: a, a system a of dependency. No, they've created this dependency method, This this drug called government in which everybody gets their fix. And everybody right. relies on this drug and when they don't get their government fix, then then they start to have their, their withdrawal symptoms called poverty and famine and disease and all that sort of stuff. You know,
6: and this the women are hurting are the most vulnerable and that's yes, yes, really they are. not
0: fair. Right. Well that's and look at it for, here's, here's what, you're right. And look at this from this as this perspective, uh, they are using you. Right. So what they're True. saying is, if, if this doesn't happen in the way we want it to happen, this whatever this political thing is with the budget, etc., then we're just going to cut everybody off. And you're they're essentially being scammer. used as a political tool. Oh, right. yeah. Your, exactly. your, your Ooh, life, life is being used as a political football or a political wedge in order for that these power-mongering people, these Republicans and Democrats, in order for them to, uh, to get right. their way in Washington, D.C. They don't care about you, and they don't well, care... Obviously. Uh, Right.
6: Well, the the thing is for me is, you know what? Until I became disabled, I worked. Okay? I did my share. I paid in. Unfortunately, I wound up getting sick and I wound up being Mm. disabled. Why punish us? It isn't like, you know, how can I say it? It isn't fair to us, and we didn't cause this, okay? You've got to sit s- down and you've got to discuss whatever it is and figure out another option. I know they threatened in the past to do this, and they didn't go through with it, yeah. but this is scaring the heck out of me, well,
7: I'm uh, telling according you. To,
2: according, according to Politico, the White House faced a near rebellion from the senators who were blindsided by word of a possible deal between President Obama, uh, yeah, the President and uh, the Speaker of the House, John Boner. Right. So, um, that, that they, it looks, according to this article from Politico.com, the, uh, there's a lot of dissension between the House and the Senate as far as how this is going to proceed. Mm-hmm. And the deadline
0: of August 2nd August is second not right. going to change. So we'll, uh, you know, we'll keep you in the loop. And Vivian, thanks for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you. Oh, well, thank you. you for listening oh, Not to a me. problem. I'm I sure. just hope
6: they realize what they're doing because they think they got a mess now. Do that and see what's going to happen. Well, yeah, it's interesting that you say say that. that. Thank Thank you for the the call call tonight. tonight. I appreciate hearing
0: from you at 800-259-9231. I was just looking here, uh, Bloomberg.com reporting on this where somebody says it could be 50 million seniors that rise up stronger than the Tea Party. Call it the Grey Party. People are getting pretty upset. Oh, yeah. And you you tell but somebody... But you don't know
1: what direction this is going to go. Barack Obama's really playing with a with fire here. Is it going to go for him, or is it going to go against him?
0: I don't know. 800 and I don't care how it goes for the politicians. I care that this is going to wake some people up. Some people are going to look at this, and they're going to say to themselves wow, I can't believe I counted on these people. Maybe I should tell my grandkids not to count on them. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free a eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one 259 9231 the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. We give you the features there for free. So enjoy those, including... The mobile site. You can go and log into, uh, I guess there's not even logging in, just go to it, uh, m.freetalklive.com on your mobile device. Get quick access to our live streams, podcasts. Uh, go to m as in mobile.freetalklive.com. As we continue here with your calls and thoughts, Jerry is listening in Panama. Jerry, you're on Free Talk Live with the NJJ and Mark.
8: Hey, hey, how are you doing, Alex? I appreciate what you're doing. I'm out uh, from you know,
0: Texas. Sorry, this isn't the Alex uh, Jones show. You've called oh. Free Talk Live.
8: Free Talk Live, I'm sorry, <laughs> but uh, I want to thank you for all what you're all doing. Um, a great opportunity. I'm an expat from Texas. How, how and, do you know, uh,
0: just I'm curious, how do you know what we're doing if you thought this was a different show?
8: I, I was reading a website that uh, was that was it just popped in my head. Sorry about that. I was looking at something else, so I apologize for that right hmm. off the bat. But Okay. Uh, what are anyway, we doing? Uh, well, offering free talk about the issues of the federal government.
0: Okay, fair enough.
8: And what's going on? And and what I'd like to bring out is I'm a former candidate for the state legislature in Texas in a long time ago, and as I got close to winning the election, um, I was contacted by Southwestern Bell, and this is going to lead into some things that kind of might scare a few people, but it was I didn't think much of it at the time. This was in 1991. I was called by Southwestern Bell to come in and talk to them about potentially what they wanted for legislation change and. In Texas at that time they called me in and said here's what we would like from you when you get elected we'd like to deregulate cable TV and allow us to be able to own cable TV systems so that we could interface telephones and internet network uh, systems together so that we can have both and on in return for that we'll make sure that we keep the cost basis costs of of, uh, uh, phone service at six dollars per month for base services and then they said we have one other thing we want to show you. So they took me in this room, and it's in Southwest Houston, it's right off Westheimer and and uh, 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 Gessner Road, a little bit further out. And the building has no windows. And they took me in this big room, and at the time, flat screen TV sets were not even re- readily available. They put me in this room with a great big flat TV set. I said, "Hey, this, you know, we'll show you what we're doing." So I started flipping through the channels with the remote control. They guy said, "Now watch this!" Boom, and my picture popped up on the screen. Mm-hmm video camera of me watching myself on their screen. And I said, wait a minute, what is this? They said, well, this is new digital television that are going to be mandated, we hope, in the future. And I said, what's the purpose of this? And they said, so you can have interactive TV. The goal is that you can be part of game shows, you can be part of this. And I said, wait a minute, what prevents you from monitoring me? Oh, well, we have the privacy acts that prevent that from happening. And I said, wait a minute, who controls this? As well as controlled on our server and you, you have the author, authority to open this up or close it down. And I said, what if what if the legislation changes that allows you to monitor us? And I said, by the way, where's the camera in this? He said that see that little red light that looks like a power light on your front of your t- on this T V set? And I said, Yeah he said, that's actually the camera. And I went, wait a minute. So what does it take for you to have this two way communication? Oh we have to have digital T V have to have digital TV to mm-hmm. do this, because analog TV is only one way, it's received only. Right. So we're, we're going to work towards the government to have mandate digital TVs, mm. which,
1: guess what happened? Oh, well, yeah well, they, they they certainly have digital TVs. I I don't know how digital television well, would would They didn't uh, send mandate receive, point of
0: clarification uh digital televisions have not been mandated. Only digital transmission of over the air broadcasts has been mandated. So a regular analog television is exactly. useless? Uh regular exactly. analog televisions will have to have a digital converter box to be able to receive uh digital over the air systems. Okay, signals. so it's
1: not mandated.
0: But it's close. Well, no, what he said... Well, let's
8: put it this way. No, by law, you cannot... I mean, you cannot receive a signal by analog TV set anymore.
0: Right, you that's have the true. However, uh, you're kind of mixing your... I don't know what to how to describe this. Well, you're you're mixing your stories here because on one side you, you're talking about the mandate uh, the mandate transition to digital broadcast television. Now those exactly. are broadcast only uh, a receiver. You know you've got the rabbit ears. Well they've got different uh, types of antennas now for these new digital broadcasts. But those are not transmitting antennas. What you're talking about is cable television where you are linked up directly to the the head end or the head office of the cable company or in this case the phone company you're talking about uh, digital uh, cable television in those cases and yes it is possible for those devices to as i understand it to signal back uh, to the the main company
8: well that's basically how they monitor what services you want it's like the pay for view you sure. can do that yeah and so you have that option but the key behind this is the opportunity and the technology's already been there for since 1991 and i also in in I ran again for Congress in Texas, and I came very close. I was in a Republican district, and I was a Republican nominee at the time. And uh, I was running against a Democrat, and the Democrat was pretty well seated in Texas. And so three congressmen came to me from Texas and said, it looks like you're going to probably win this race. I was in a 78% Republican district. And so by showing up, I should have got elected. It was in the presidential year where where George Bush was the president. So Mm -hmm. top of the ticket, all Republicans were top of the ticket, too. So at that time, I had this meeting. It was 30 days out before the election. Um, and I met with three congressmen from Texas. I kind of leave their names out of it in a private meeting. And they said, we're really excited about you coming in. Looks like there's a chance you're going to win. So now, here's, here's what's going to happen. And I said, what do you mean what's going to happen? They said, well, when you get in, you're going to listen to what we have to say. and you're going wait, to do who what is we this talking you to
0: you? Is it still Bell South or whatever, Southwestern Bell?
8: No, no, this is three congressmen. Oh, this, awesome. I'm, sorry, I'm sorry to transition. Okay. Go ahead. Three three congressmen from Texas. Okay. Very prominent congressmen. Sent me down in a meeting and they said, you will abide by what we tell you to do as a freshman. Mm. Oh,
0: you boy. will
8: follow our guidelines. You will do exactly what we say.
0: Or else or what? You will,
8: and, I, and I said, or what? And that's what I said. And they said, or we'll make sure you don't get elected. Hmm. I said, wait a minute, I'm in a 78% Republican district. All I have to do, and a presidential year where the president is a republican and we're first on the ballot man all i got to do is show up unless there's something i don't know about
9: mm-hmm.
8: and they said there's a lot you don't know about so what's it going to be you going to play game ball with us or are you going to um, do your own thing i said frankly my opinion is that i'm here to represent if i'm elected the constituents and that means doing the best for those constituents and they said, mm-hmm. you don't understand, when you get to Washington, there's a fraternity there. And there is no party line up there. We do this fundraising stuff for show so we can make money to keep us in office. I'm going, wait a minute. So my whole perception of what's going on in Washington is incorrect. They said, you'll do what we tell you to do or you won't get elected.
0: Surprise, surprise. Right. So what yeah. happened?
8: i well, here's what happened. I'll give you a prime example. Secretary of State at the time was Tony Garza, a very good friend of mine, who is now the ambassador to, to Mexico. He was Secretary of State. At the time, I found out that there was voter fraud in the county that I was in. Mm-hmm. And here's how I found out. The bo- voting poll was exactly a one block away from where they counted the ballots. And the, the ballot box is supposed to have two locks on it, and two people are have have separate keys. Well, in this particular county, the both, both keys were held by one person, <laughs> and it took eight hours for
0: the ballots to go one block. Hmm. Interesting. You know, there are inter- there are stories a- about that all over the place. So, did you win the election? No, I didn't Uh, because you stuck to your guns thanks for the call tonight i appreciate hearing from you and the uh, the story i can't say it's much of a surprise that's politics for you i mean it's really an insider's game and if you don't go along to get along then good luck
1: there was video of it in the 2008 election up here in new hampshire the ballot fraud yeah the ballot fraud that was going on um, you know the way that they're not following the laws that they say they're going to follow Mm -hmm. i think that in some smaller communities they, they they do better with this uh for instance i you know, I've been invited in my town, and believe me, I am not the most popular fella in my mm. town. I've been invited to, uh, you know, stand here, watch people put ballots in. You can watch that box all day long, mm-hmm. and uh, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna break it out and do the, you know, counting at seven o'clock. You can be here for that, and you know, the whole thing. I've been. You know, that's an offer. I decided not to do it because a friend of mine does the you know does the same thing. So, you know, why have two of us that when there's somebody that I trust that's gotcha. going to be there and I've got to work? But, I, you know, I think that when you start getting to larger areas where there's more people, where it's, you know, more valuable to uh, start messing with the election. And I don't even know that they necessarily do mess with the ballots. I just know that they break their own laws in the handling well, of them. Well,
2: I think it also that the, the culture, perhaps, that this gentleman was at, you know, the the culture... Of politics in that area has probably been one of manipulation for a long time it's just basically what they do and they have the whole thing down they know all the people they, they know the
0: guy with the key and, and you know right and if there's a new guy coming in you gotta break him you gotta yep. break that new guy Show and bring him, him into the, the fold You can take control of the airwaves, and I'm sure it's much worse at the federal level than it is at the the state level, but it it, it exists all over the place. Um, More coming up. Hour two's next. You take control. It's Free Talk Live.
5: The Ruger LC9. Compact, powerful, and perfect for personal protection.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free 800-259-9231 as we launch here into the second hour of the program. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. JJ. And Mark. Once again, 800-259-9231. Coming up, gold confiscation. We'll tell you what happened. Uh, But first, we go to Brian listening in Oregon. Brian, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Brian. In Oregon. I hear someone out there. Brian going once. Brian going twice. No, thanks for the call. Uh, we'll try him maybe if he calls back. 800-259-9231. So here's the news, and it's it's pretty disturbing. Uh, from coinweek.com, 10 rare $20 gold pieces that could have been worth millions to coin collectors will instead remain in Fort Knox and not be returned to the descendants of Philadelphia jewel, uh, jeweler Israel Swit, a federal court jury decided on Wednesday. So another jury here making another decision in favor of the state. I just, you know, when I think about juries, this
1: is the conclusion I've come to. The idea is is that somehow we the people are supposed to be the final check and, and balance on the government because government's this invasive growing thing. Sounds great it i don't think it works i think that really in fact uh the, what is it the milgram experiments that show that uh, people tend to do what authority figures tell them to do that's one of them yeah um you know where they where they had the situation where they had this test subject where a guy in a lab coat stands behind the um you know the one person who's pushing a button to give an electric shock for learning purposes to another actor, basically, in another room, right. and to the point that 66% of these people, I believe, as I recall, were willing to give near or above the fatal shock to the point that people weren't even making noises anymore, what they, they would kill someone yeah. because a guy in a white cl- uh, lab wow. coat told them that they that yeah, they needed right. to continue with the, uh, the experiment. What's the difference between putting 12 people into a jury and having essentially a, a state a prosecutor, a state-paid uh, judge, um, and... You know, well, state it's not just uh, that it's, it's uh, <coughs> policemen the entire, testify against some, some sort of, you know, person right. some schlub out there and expect to have something, you know l- legitimate happen.
2: Well it's it's the entire edifice. It's it's they've come into this this fortress of the state, that the, the the court the church almost. Yes, the church it is. All it exactly. rise, And there's yes, these things There's that the they altar do. that the judge sits upon. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's complete mysticism. It's complete it's just
0: Kool Aid drinking. And and a lot of the people that are in these juries drink that Kool-Aid. But you were making the point, I think it was during the break, Mark, we were kind of recapping or reflecting on Damo and Pete from LibertyOnTour.com and CopBlock.org and their trial and the jury down there and how it really was one man that changed that jury. Sure. You know, it was the old 12 Angry Men story where the one juror was willing to stand his ground and stand for what he believed in and not kowtow to the group uh because you've got all kinds of factors going into why juries act the way they do there's the authority factor that you were talking about there's mm-hmm. also groupthink where uh there's the old experiment right. where groupthink
1: is essentially what happened with this situation because the one guy says no We can sit here all day. And then suddenly the group says four of them who were ready to out of the gate vote vote guilty for two guys essentially to be found guilty for wiretapping, for videotaping somebody out in the open as if this is some kind of secret. They were ready to give them resisting arrest for not resisting arrest on video. I mean, this just goes to show how, you know, blah or whatever. And and then so when one guy stands up and says no, then they're like, okay, well, well, you know, we want to get out of here. So whatever, man.
0: He went on. I mean, it wasn't just I'm saying I'm going to stay my ground and then they flip. He stood his ground, made some more points, and then they ended up flipping. But yeah, I mean, his will, his his unwillingness to be budged from his position. So they
1: they they flipped when he made his points, but they're only the same points that were made during the court case. These these four morons who didn't listen during the court case, or they didn't care, and then when they were finally made by some guy who's like, no, no, I'm not going to let you just vote guilty, so you can go home and watch soap operas we could be here all day because I'm going to do what's right, then that's, that's when they rare. were willing to, because they don't care about what's doing, doing what's right, in they the same way that expedient. the Milgram experience, uh, experiment people said I don't care about shocking somebody to death as long as this guy behind me in a white lab coat says it's okay. Well,
0: the man in the robe always gives the instruction that you are to decide the case based on the facts in the case and not based on how you feel about the law. So they were given that instruction before they went in to deliberate. And so not only are they inculcated with you know statism and coercionist thinking from a young age in the government schools and throughout popular culture but also there's that final jury instruction and that's this is that authority complex coming into play here where that man is sitting above them he has all these people who are at his beck and call and he is now addressing you and he is saying that you must that you must look at this case based on the law itself Based on the facts in this case, you may not do anything besides this. You must be able to decide this case, regardless of your feelings about the defendants or regardless of your feelings about the law.
2: Become a robot and and abandon all humanity. That's right. That's the instruction. Assume assume the words, not, not the person. Assume the words on paper and become that law and decide a black and white sort of issue. It's terrible.
0: You have to wonder what goes through one of their minds at that time. I mean, even if... Even if Pete Nademo had given uh, a speech about jury nullification, even if they had enlightened this jury as to their right to nullify and their right, the thousand-year-old right, uh, to decide a case based on their feelings about the law, based on their uh, – essentially how they think that the law, whether it's good or not, they can make that choice. Juries can do this. It's This is – you know, not up for question, but the court ignores this information. They won't give the uh, the jurors this information, and they tell them only half the truth. It is true that the jury can judge based on the law, uh, based, or the, based on the facts of the case, but they don't tell you the full truth, and that is that not only are the defendants on trial, but the state itself, the system itself, is on trial. The law itself is on trial. I would
2: almost liken it to a sophisticated poker game where – you know the 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 defense and the the prosecution both have their cards, but the state also has a set of cards, and and the state and the prosecution are constantly bluffing that yes, yeah. these people are guilty, they are completely guilty, no matter what. And as you're, you're turning over the cards and you're looking at the cards, the state's confident. Oh yeah, we have you know we have the nuts, as they say in poker, we have the winning hand, and it's there's no doubt, there's no doubt whatsoever. And and even when you see that clearly. That this video that they they showed of various things, whether it's Pete Nadeau or other people who've been arrested for stupid things going on with these crazy cops, um, even then the jury's like, but the state and the the judge and I just don't understand because they said they won and well I'm just gonna go with them, you know it's just like they can't well, even like, face the facts sometimes.
0: Well, well, it's 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 like well okay jury you know what do you see on the cards I mean, you know what what do the cards say versus is this game a scam? Right? I mean, it is really a scam that 's right. the
2: thing though because right. it's not a it 's not a heads up poker game where you 're playing against it's not a defense versus the prosecution it 's a defense versus the prosecution and the house mhm so it's it's like the house is playing a secret hand of poker and it 's like well you can 't even see their cards you can 't even see their bet, but you still have to assume that you 're playing against this this one other person and it's it 's so so tilted in favor of the state that it's it's not even justice anymore it's it's a joke
0: so the other study that is worth mentioning here and i don't remember who did this one but it it's probably not hard to find there have been lots of repetitions of it the other one is where you get a group of people together and everyone in the group is confederate Except for an actor, if you will, uh, except for the person who is the test subject. Now they don't know this; they think they're in a group full of test subjects. So you get this group of test, so-called test subjects, together, and you give them some sort of an activity, like comparing the length of, uh, comparing the length of straws, and you ask the person. You you know you start with a confederate, yep. and uh, the the tester well, asks the person, "Are these the same length?" And they say yes. And the uh, the straws are not clearly not the same length.
1: Right. So they basically these people are looked that uh, they have to judge reality against what this group of people is saying because they're in a group. So of, it goes around it, the group. It's a group of ten. Nine of them are uh, are just fakes right. that are in they're there, there in trying to to screw with this this person. And then what's the result? How do people react? And the fact is, people will ignore reality and side with the group the majority of the time because
0: it's comfortable and they don't want to be the odd man out. And that's why what this man did in the Pete Ndamo trial is so so unique and so honorable. Uh, He actually didn't fall in line with the group. He didn't change his mind just for convenience. He did stand his ground and he said, this is not right. And I'm not going to let this go away. I'm not going to go along with you people. And we need to find those folks and That's identify right. them and thank them and encourage them and see whatever we do, whatever we can to encourage people to behave in that way. Yeah. And it's very difficult in those situations because the state has this, this uh, aura of legitimacy that people just are blindsided by them. More coming up here at 800-259-9231.
10: Are you looking for camping, hunting, or shooting gear?
0: This is Free Talk Live. We invite you to take control of the airwaves and bring them what you want at 1-800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. 800-259-9231. We invite you to our website as well at freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy the features there for free. Shrine of Female Listeners is one of them. Dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com will take you there, and if you're a lady listener, there are details there on how to become part of the Shrine. Once again, that's shrine.freetalklive.com.
1: Uncovering the secrets and exposing the lies. That's what the readers of freedomsphoenix.com get every day. Readers of freedomsphoenix.com are constantly provided the detailed real news that lies between the lines of propaganda and the relationship we have with coercive governments. freedomsphoenix.com offers up-to-the-minute updates on the economy, technology, communications, and the rise of the police state. Go now to freedomsphoenix.com and sign up for their free daily dispatch. I've got it, and it's where I do some of my show prep, freedomsphoenix.com.
0: As we continue with you and your thoughts, still to come, the gold confiscation story. But first, Jackie's on the line in Florida. You're on Free Talk Live. Jackie.
10: Hi. yeah, My name's Jackie, and I was just calling because I was talking to your program about uh, October last year, and I really appreciate what you guys do. Thanks. It's just amazing. And uh, I was just wondering, what you guys do to talk to people that say that they want more freedom, more liberty, but when you explain it to them? You, you could tell that they're status. You could tell they want the government to take care of them, but yet when you ask them a the question, they still at the same time say they the government's oppressing them, but they want it at the same time. Mm.
0: Yeah, that is a very confused position uh, for someone to be in. And there, are, I think a lot of folks in that position, like for instance, well, yeah, oh, a tea party. It's, uh, it's
1: like a child who wants all their all the freedoms a parent might give, but wants the roof over their heads and all the you know the free food and all the and the, the clothes washing and all the things that go with the house. They don't want to contribute to the house, but they want they want all the things. Every parent's dealt with this situation,
0: or it could be the child that uh, wants to be free to you know make his own rules in the game, but uh, wants to make sure that the other people play by other rules. I mean, it's not fair for Johnny down the road. What, what rules do you think me? mom's
1: living by, if mom's making the food, washing yeah. the clothes and uh, putting the house over the kid's head and the, the kid's doing whatever they want?
0: Mm-hmm. So yeah, this it is like, – uh, go ahead.
10: Yeah, I was like, uh, you know, talk to people and like, like I said, I live in Florida and, you know, one of the big things that happened earlier this year was the whole thing about the the high-speed rail. Oh. And people were talking about wanting to get government money to build this rail And um, I tell them if it's a good idea, the private sector – will take care of it. Wait, is this high-speed
0: rail thing back in yes. Florida? Because when we left... It won't die. When we, when we left... It's the super choo-choo.
1: Come on. I mean, everybody loves <laughs> choo-choo. Uh, you, you were... You were sta- Especially the old people. started out when you were... It just inculcated when you were a kid with uh, choo-choo stories. Take a look at boys' books. And you... you I mean, yeah. you haven't seen a... Tra- many people you know, go, go weeks and months without seeing a train. Thomas the Tank Engine. But right? they're all over yep. when it comes to... Not just Thomas, but certainly the, yep. the stories are out there. Trains were you know they're exciting there's no doubt but if it made sense like you said Jackie if it made sense to have a super choo-choo that runs from uh, Tampa to Orlando to Orlando yeah right then there would be one because somebody would have built it and it would be profitable but you know nobody wants to go from Tampa to Orlando and not have a car because Florida's like so many places in the United States you can't get around without a car what are you going to do you're going to use a taxi cab to get wherever you want to go
10: yeah
1: it costs twenty bucks to take a, to go down the block.
10: Yeah, and that's what—that's one of the things I'll say is like if it's profitable, the private sector will do it, and they're like, "Well, the government's supposed to do things that aren't profitable." I mean, the government supposed to do anything other than protect our freedom. So. Getting a a railroad that no one is I, they, I know they're not going to use it. I'm not going to use it. I'm going to drive my car to Orlando. Right. Well, ask while them about
1: I, the city buses. Down. Is what I would say. Is say, well, have you looked at city buses? How many of them drive around empty or practically empty? I mean, this was the great idea that we were supposed to have. And do we
0: really need this? And I I'd, I'd say the answer is no. I'm, you know, I mean, people don't use those things. I think this is an excellent question and. Uh, As somebody who has been involved in doing outreach and and talking to people for a long time, I don't think that – really, I think that all you can do is make the point that uh – well, if somebody is coming from the perspective that they believe that they should be free, but they don't think that, for instance, those other folks should be free. That's a common one that you get as uh, well. Yeah. I can handle myself, but those other people, you know, they need to be responsible for themselves, etc., uh, is to try to explain to them that if if they want to be free, they have to allow others to be free. You have to honor your neighbor's choice if you want your neighbors to honor your choice. And if people uh-huh. aren't willing to do that, then... That's got to be the end of the conversation as far as I'm concerned.
2: Right. There's certain people you won't be able to convert or to persuade right now. That doesn't mean that down the line you can't talk to these people again and see if they're ready for, for more movement. But at the same right. time, what I recommend back when, you know, like, uh, geez, almost four years ago now when I first got into the Ron Paul stuff and, and talking to people, I I always, always sort of tried to connect on something that they cared about first, whatever... Aspect of the situation involves the state that 's giving them problems, mm. then we 'll t- attack uh-huh. that, that item first and then, and then talk in principles instead of a lot of uh, philosophical things. If you just stick to principles and focusing on topics that actually matter to them and that will, will uh-huh. actually inspire them to do something then then they 'll start walking down this path to a yeah. more liberty friendly mindset. But I think you can't expect for one you can't expect them to roll over overnight, and you can't expect them to agree with you or or to. To, you kind of have to limit your expectations is kind of yeah, that's what I'm trying true. to say. Okay.
0: And I also like what you said about down the line, somebody can change. So if you talk to somebody one day and they're saying, well, I like the idea of freedom in this area, but I like Social Security and I want to be taken care of, or you know, they it, it kind of mention yeah. their favorite program, it's good to do what JJ suggests and find a point of agreement and then kind of flesh out how, well, yeah, you're right. I agree with you. You're right. I agree with you that the government is this and this and this in this particular area and uh, show them that you agree with them and show them why the government is wrong uh, on this and then maybe you can parlay that into showing them why the government's also wrong for the same principles on the issue that they want the government to be involved but in some cases you're just going to run up against a brick wall however a year later you know don't burn the bridge because a year later you may come to the same person and they may be like vivian you know, we, I don't know if you heard her call earlier tonight, but she called in. She was pretty upset at the idea that the government who'd promised her to take care of her – promised her that oh, yeah, they were going to be yeah. there for her is basically saying yeah we might just not send you a social security check this month. Well, that is a slap in the face yeah. and that is a, a huge shock for a lot of people. And that's going to be one of those opportunities to where you'll get to talk to that person again and that's when they're going to open up to you and say, "You know, I can't believe what these uh, government people are doing to my social security check." You are right about this. Is my, what they might come back and say. And that's mm-hmm. when that you know that's when burning not burning bridges is uh, is very, very useful because at that point, you know, you can maybe bring that person on board or at least bring them a little bit closer because they've changed. They've observed what these uh, people calling themselves the state are actually all about. And, you know, so, sometimes it may be that they've been arrested within the, the year or two or their grandson or their son or daughter have been arrested and gone through just an awful situation. So you never know what's going to change. Also, also keep it bite sized too. Don't give them too much information. Don't puke on them. Yes, mm-hmm. they might not be able to
1: process it all. Don't give them too much information or puke on them.
0: There you go. Hey, I hope that helps. And thanks for the call. And don't ever be afraid to you know walk away from a conversation. Uh, if it's not going anywhere, if you feel like you're running up against a brick wall, there are better prospects out there. Other fish in the sea. Spend your time on someone else. Thanks for the call. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live.
1: Do you want to take back control of your own money? Then take a look at Bitcoin. Bitcoin is the world's first decentralized, anonymous Internet currency. and It's gaining popularity every day. It's free to use, free to accept, and free from inflation forever. You can use Bitcoins anywhere in the world, and their value seems to only be growing with time. To learn more, visit weusecoins.org. Your dollars are going down. Bitcoins are going up. Weusecoins.org.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want. Toll free number, 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI toll free line. 1 800 259 9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, don't worry about it. It's right there at the front and the top of the website. The last week's worth there at freetalklive.com. And then if you click into the archive section, you'll go all the way back to late 2006. And it's free. FreeTalkLive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by the Free State Project and has been for a long time. Uh, we're all fans of the Free State Project, so much so that we made the move for the Free State Project. We picked up our lives and uh, moved from... uh, JJ, you came from Wisconsin. We came from Florida. People coming from all around the world to focus their activism efforts in one place. We were talking with uh, Jackie a few moments ago in Florida about the idea of communicating the uh, concepts of liberty. And I didn't mention the Advocates for Self-Government. It's worth mentioning. uh, TheAdvocates.org. They've got some great books and CD courses, audio courses uh, that will help you... Sculpt your craft. They will help you uh, perfect the ability uh, that you have to communicate the ideas of liberty. And we can all improve. I know that sometimes I, you know, I look back at how I talk to somebody and I regret, you know, saying something that I yep. that I said, etc. Uh, you know, One thing's for sure: berating someone. And uh, making them
1: look uh attempting to make them look wrong or stupid is that won't work. a very ineffective way to get them to come to your side of, uh, you know, humans just are not sort of built to say, oh, yes, I am wrong or stupid. You are right or smart. I will believe like you believe, um, you know, I mean, that's it's just not the way they are.
0: So I've done a lot of outreach. Uh, I've, When I was living down in Florida, before I moved to New Hampshire, I was doing a lot of stuff down there, of giving out the world's smallest political quiz to folks to kind of find out what their political beliefs were, and then talking to them about the ideas of liberty, spreading uh, brochures and pamphlets and books and things like that, and getting the, getting the ideas out in whatever way I could. But it never really panned out into much because, as far as much activism is concerned, maybe I ended up changing a bunch of minds and down the line these people have become activists and I just don't know about it. Um, you, never know, you never know whose life you will touch as an activist. You never know if the person you talk to is going to be the next Ron Paul, for instance. You, you don't know. Um, and so you want to treat people with respect, obviously, and go, go through some some communication basics of respecting them in verbal jujitsu or whatever, where you know, you want to agree with that person as much as possible, as JJ uh, was talking about, and take it in bite-sized chunks and don't you know puke your message all over them. But the other thing that makes a difference is when you aren't the lone kook. And what I mean by that is sometimes i was the lone kook i was the guy running the outreach table at the uh, the fair and i was doing it by myself and i would i did a pretty good job of it by myself i managed to get a lot of people to come talk to me and, and take the quiz and and go through this process but it was always better when someone else was there with me not only because we could handle more people that would come up but also it was more likely that more people would come up in the first place because you're less likely to be crazy if there's someone else who's with you oh well, it looks popular Exactly, which is one of the big factors into why I think the Free State Project is going to work and is working is because – it will take what is in many cases seen as a fringe message. You radicals, you believe people should be free to live their life how they want as long as they don't hurt anybody else? You, That's believe, so
1: that, you believe that. You believe that people should be treated morally and force shouldn't be used against them to yeah. get them to do what you want
0: as long as they're not hurting other people? In a society full of uh, – that drips with statism and uh, the coercion, then yeah, that position seems radical and crazy. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We need the government. we got to have them for Social Security. Well, then you find out that they've screwed you over like uh, Vivian's. <laughs> well, fr- frankly,
1: any company in the world can run, a, run an, or, uh, an organization as badly run as Social Security. I mean, you know, anybody could do that.
0: But only the government can force you into it. Right. Well, yep. so, uh So having people who are together in the same place legitimizes a viewpoint. The government's viewpoint is legitimate to people because it's been in place for so long. Because they they have been effective. As crappy as they are at whatever they do, they have been effective at indoctrinating people to believe that they need them. Like Cree, uh, I think it was uh, the commissioner or whatever his name is in the V for Vendetta. You know, we not, must show them that they need us. Well, if people start to think they don't need the government anymore. It's over. Because it's all based on an illusion. It's all based on this aura of legitimacy that they've created for themselves. They've made it so people believe in them. Like we were talking about, it's a religious ritual, right, right. going to court. And they made it look popular by
2: having so many uh, servants, if you will, mm-hmm. so many bureau- bureaucrats and, and uh, administrative people and paper pushers.
0: Right, look at all this bustling activity. Exactly. There must be something going on here. Right. These people must be doing something good. Right. So get together with other like-minded people. That's one of the big keys is if you want to effectively communicate these ideas, it's, it helps if they're hearing it from multiple places. Because if, if you're like maybe, uh, if you're like Jackie in Florida and you're having trouble talking to people and you're frustrated that, yeah, okay, they want freedom in this area, but they don't want it in this area. They're being re, uh, you know, they're being, uh, supported by other people who agree with them. Uh, in, in their lifetime, and they're going to work when they're at church or wherever they go, Sure, if they're they, encountering other statists and people that uh, think that uh, the, the government's legitimate.
1: If they try out these ideas on somebody and they get the, well, what about the roads? or right, some, the military. Some, you know, so, some kind of you know, cops, courts, roads, uh, military. These are all the things that people immediately run to the when you talk people. about – Right, the poor people when you talk about more freedom. Well, they don't know how to respond to those, so they just go back to their normal thing. Um, You know, this is uh, this is this is a requirement essentially in any kind of conversion process, whether that conversion is religious or any other ideas as people need to be essentially discipled or given more information brought along.
0: It sounds kind of creepy, doesn't it? I mean, you're like, it's well, a, you're also, that's
1: what's done with the government. Though. Right. The government has their own indoctrination centers where they steal money from me and my friends and no family doubt. every single day so they can inculcate kids starting at five years old and younger with these Pledge of Allegiances and all these other things. Please don't think for one freaking moment that this crap is not creepy from the
0: other side I got you man
2: you're also selling something you're you're selling yeah. an idea and that is important to consider because don't try to sell something to someone if you're like you, you look bad or you smell like you you just finished working on a car and there's grease stains all over you and you know if you're going to sell something to someone, whether it be a product that's tangible or an idea, you need to present yourself. You need to to look and, and act and carry yourself as if not only are you confident in the idea and it's in the sound, you know, logic behind it, but you're also willing to, you know, to share this and and you want to create a bridge. You're actually trying by networking with these people. You're creating bridges. Uh, that you can use in the future if if they are along that path and have reached a point where they can process these sorts of ideas and accept the uh, the theories that go along with them.
0: As an example, I uh, well, as a partial example, I my, was mentored in this business by a guy named Bob Garrett, and if you listen to. Uh, if you're listening to the radio, you might hear Bob's voice from time to time. He does it, some of our intro, does some of our rejoins, and he's got this real gravelly voice, and uh, he is quite a character. I love the guy, and you know, I learned a lot of what I know from him. Uh, it was unprovoked earlier this year when he posts a Facebook message, something to the extent of uh, you know, "It turns out Ian that Ian was right. Uh, you know, libertarianism you know makes sense, or whatever." I don't. I'm paraphrasing it, but. It was just kind of this mea culpa of, uh, well, I was wrong and uh, Ian was right all along. It was something like Ian was right all along about this libertarianism thing. But all that said – It still didn't. He still didn't quite get it because then you know it wasn't much more than a few weeks later that he was talking about this Herman Cain character being like the well Herman uh,
1: Herman Cain and Michelle Bachman and there's several candidates in the field that are attractive to people that have you know sort of a cursory view of what what libertarianism is cursory um,
0: you know what you're talking about. But
1: most people have the same kind of this is you know they have the same kind of view. That view can be fostered and they can be shown. Look, the the head of the Federal Reserve in what is Kansas City or whatever is Probably not a good choice for the president for a libertarian type presidential candidate um, uh, you know, and a lady whose uh, husband is, uh, you, know, uh, you know, one of these pray the gay away kind of folks <laughs> oh, and uh, and wants to, uh, you know, do away with gay marriage, gay, gay people and, you know, whatever. Well, the, the, uh, all her we know these guys aren't are
0: close, but my no, point being that. Even if somebody sounds like they're on board, they're still probably a little ways away from where where you are, and being understanding towards them is important. But having multiple people in the general vicinity of that person is more important than anything, anything that you can do alone, because then they're hearing the message of freedom from different sources, and it all of a sudden gains its own aura of legitimacy. It's Free Talk Live.
1: I can truthfully say that verbal surgery.com, best dadgum podcast I've ever learned to change my neurology right now. Feeling good, feeling better about myself right now. Verbal surgery.com gets inside of my brain or massages those sweet old brain lobes inside of my head. Feeling better right now. Even now I feel better and I want to go and listen to some verbal surgery.com right now. Go do it, baby. Feeling good.
0: What you want and dial in toll-free at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you this evening, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. And you can join us on our website, and we give you the features there for free. Those features include the webcam. Go watch and listen and interact. The chat room built into the very same page As the cam, go to cam.freetalklive.com. To do that, that's cam.freetalklive.com. If you've ever been the victim of an injustice
1: and then decided to do nothing about it because lawyers are just too expensive, jurisdictionary.com is a course for you. It's a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules. Until you know these rules, you're fighting in the dark. It works for plaintiffs or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts. It costs less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four CD course is so easy the average eighth grader can learn it in a weekend. Visit Jurisdictionary.com. Download the free tools they have there for you. The free legal flowchart. The free weekly tips and tactics newsletter. Use the free legal dictionary. Watch the free videos. Then buy the course. Jurisdictionary.com. Remember to use the pull-down menu when you check out just to let them know you heard it from Free Talk Live. It's Jurisdictionary.com.
0: So what I was saying before is you get people together in the same area like we're doing here in New Hampshire at freestateproject.org. You get, get people together and it amplifies your message. It makes it so that you aren't the lone kook shouting out in the wilderness, freedom!
2: Well, not only that, but also I think the the multiple approaches, different people have different methods of communicating. They right. might connect on a yep. different level or have an experience they can relate and and so having a bunch of different people that can tell that story and, and give those ideas out.
0: Right. You want the message to come from a guy in a suit and a guy wearing sandals and uh, you know, a lady you know, in business uh, attire and you know, somebody who's Just, wearing a bikini. You want, you want the message to come from different types of people and different economic strata yeah. and uh, different looks and all that.
2: That's right. And then different strokes for different folks. That's what it's all about. And uh, so if you don't connect with this person but they're a friend of yours, well, maybe uh, one of your friends might be better telling the message to this person and you can just provide backup.
0: Right. Is a Christian going to listen to an atheist talking about the ideas of freedom as likely as they will listen to another Christian talk about the ideas of freedom? So that's one of the most powerful things, in my opinion, about getting together. Uh, And that's what the Free State Project is all about. Freestateproject.org is where you can go to learn more about it as we go to Steve in Missouri. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian J.J. Mark. I'm still here. I'm ready to talk. I yep. have my notes. Steve, you are on the air and go ahead with your thoughts, sir.
3: All right.
11: So, what do you think about the Fed? The Fed? Should we have a Fed? Should
3: we not have a Fed?
1: Are you talking about the federal government or the Federal Reserve?
3: No, the Federal
1: Reserve. I, I don't well, OK. So the Federal Reserve is entrenched, whether I, – I don't think we should have one, but uh, it exists today. So I think that the only path to getting rid of one – rid of it would be to allow competition in the area of cur- uh, currency. That I would mean,
0: require ending the legal tender laws right. and making it so people can make their own currency without fear of being arrested like, uh, like happened at Bernerville von right. the Liberty If the government's
1: dollar. currency is so great, they shouldn't have to have laws that protect people – you know, that, that prevent people from making
0: competing currency. Steve? So.
11: Well, I agree with that for sure Well great, so what are but your
0: thoughts? What do, you, what do you want to share with it, us tonight? I,
11: I just think that uh, yeah, we really shouldn't it doesn't make sense.
0: I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you but I was pouring a drink there what, what, What's that you were saying?
11: Yeah, Oh, oh <laughs> that's a funny joke that you made because you think that I'm drunk
0: I don't know what you are, Steve, but you sound like you're having a good time tonight. Oh, I am. Good. Well, that's what you should be doing. It's a, still it's a good I, life. I still, have, I still have ideas. Yeah, absolutely. So, so share I, some more with us.
3: Sure.
11: Um, what do you think about, uh, like, the current uh, conservative, uh, well, the Kennets?
0: The usual <laughs> scumbags, See, as far as I'm concerned. The faces change. The face, the faces change and the names change, but the the opinions are the same.
1: I, pref- I I I don't mind. Ron Ron Paul and Gary Johnson look pretty good to me. The rest of them, yeah, I can't. I can do without.
0: Right. Thanks for the call tonight, Steve. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You can take control of these airwaves, even if you're a little bit tipsy. One <laughs> 9231 Seems likely as we continue here. So here's the story that we just barely touched on earlier. Uh, it's from coinweek.com and it's about the federal government versus uh, some family members of a, a guy that uh, ended up passing away, uh, a jeweler, I think it's, excuse me, not a jeweler, but uh, yeah, Philadelphia jeweler in the 1930s. Uh, th- he got his hands on some valuable double eagle coins and back in the day, they were $20 gold pieces now they're worth a heck of a lot more than that. Uh, throughout this trial, Assistant U.S. Attorney Jacqueline Romero contended that uh, Mr. Switt, he's the, the gentleman that is in reference here, and an unknown number of his friends must have stolen the 1933 Double Eagles from the Philadelphia Mint, as they were never, uh, never officially released to the public. No evidence of who or how this was done was presented, only a theory that this was the only possible explanation as to why the gold coins were in Mr. Switt's possession. The coins are currently in Fort Knox, Kentucky. The family contended they were legally probably entitled. the
1: only gold there,
0: Maybe. <laughs> the family contended they were legally entitled to the coins because the government could not prove that they were stolen how many it, coins uh let 's see here uh, enough to be several million dollars worth I think okay. there were about ten of them. Uh, so these are, are very, very rare coins. Right, they weren't released, right? Yeah, exactly. The family contended they were entitled to them because the government couldn't prove they were stolen and there was no way to know how they got out of the mint and eventually into the Switt family's safety uh, deposit box. Makes sense to me. The family. But the government contended that circumstantial evidence proved this was not the case. Their position was the mint never legally issued any 1933 Double Eagles to the public and so
1: therefore they must be stolen.
0: And that all 445,500 were accounted for in mint records but since 1937 at least 21 have surfaced and all of them can be traced back to Mr. Switt who the government theorized got them that year from a corrupt mint official. The Langbird Switt attorney uh, argued that the coins could have been legally obtained during a window of opportunity in March and April of 1933 when a law concern uh, governing possession of of gold was in flux the u.s attorney jacqueline romero was more than willing to talk uh, about it she says it sends a strong message that the government will pursue crimes against the uh, against the u.s money supply no matter how many years pass
2: oh is that terribly false what do you mean by that well the u.s money supply is being uh, inflated at a rapid pace isn't that a crime against the the money supply? <laughs>
1: That's not a crime. I don't they know do that it. it's a crime. I mean, you know. The-
2: when you're destroying the currency, when there is a loss of it's value. It's their currency. I think it's still a crime.
0: No, well, well, I, I see. Where you're, it's criminal what they're doing. Exactly. I don't know that it's criminal. They're stealing. No, they're stealing. No, I would no, say they're is. not stealing.
1: Well, it's no, the, I disagree with you, Mark. Well, I, you don't, it doesn't matter. You could take you're your wrong. money and you can put it in gold <laughs> You're and wrong, Mark. I went to public school. <laughs> <laughs> you can take your money, put it in gold and silver, and then the government won't be able to steal your money. If you choose to keep your money in their currency and they inflate their currency, yes, you will lose value. Yes, you could call it an invisible tax. No, you can't call it criminal.
2: I can. You can
0: call it whatever you want. You it's, just won't it's, be right when you well, when you give someone something and they have an expectation about it, and then you debase it without their knowledge. That's that seems to be when a fraudulent that person, activity.
1: Th- I don't know that it is fraudulent well, activity. Mark, that's what's been going on. I all don't along. have a choice. Why does a person have an expectation have of anything else? Yes, you do have a choice. You could do business in gold and silver. No, you can't if that's go to Walmart and spend gold and silver. Look, Walmart wants to do business in Federal Reserve notes. The that's go- the, because the only problem with the government is that they are monopoly, and they use violence to get what they want. Not because they create this currency that they debase. That is their currency. They can do with it as they please. But you can they make force your own people to use and, and,
0: it. And, no, uh, you can't. They put Bernard House. they're looking at putting him in a jail cell for 25 years because he made his own That's currency. an
1: aspect of the non- monopoly part. It has nothing to do with them increasing, uh, you know, inflating their currency. Well, no, no, it does, doesn't have to do
2: with inflating the currency. The, the currency is being destroyed, right?
1: Uh, well, the, can they, we prove that? I don't know that the currency is being destroyed. There would probably be a debased. crisis. Let's, um, you know, let's use that word. Okay,
2: better term. Yeah. Okay, so so there's a loss. We can actually show a claim with a loss, right? I mean, if we did some mathematics and. Value equations and blah blah.
7: I, I, do, blah. I,
1: I don't think that you could make a claim because uh, you know that is what has been going on all along. Therefore, there's a reasonable expectation that's what will continue to happen. Uh, you're using their currency it, in the same way that somebody who jerks their you know that that gets in the car with me and it, it doesn't
2: uh, make it not wrong. It doesn't make it right is what I'm trying to say. Is they've been they've been taking not right. s- They've been stealing taxes from people for a long time. Ignorance screws
1: people all the time. That doesn't JJ. mean that it's not criminal. No, it's not criminal. People are ignorant, and their ignorance screws them. And people no who are doubt. ignorant get screwed all the time. I
0: agree with you. Buyers should beware, no doubt about it. But the government has this aura of legitimacy surrounding it. They they get people to trust them, and then they screw them, and they rip them off, and they scam them. And I, I'm on JJ's side on this one for sure. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Criminal stealing. It is stealing. They're stealing from people. They steal value right out of your pocket when they inflate the money supply. You know they're going to do it stealing. tomorrow. If I mean I. I they have take money something in and gold and silver. They're taking something that's not theirs, and that's the value you work for. It is their money. They There's can more do what they want up. with no, it. No, it's not their value. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Hour three's next.
8: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Stouffer's. Helping bring your family together with wholesome dinner options, even on the busiest of nights. Find dinner table ideas to bring your family together at letsfixdinner.com. To get kids involved in dinnertime conversation, ask specific questions, not broad ones. Instead of, what happened today at school, try, what was the best thing that happened today? The more specific you are, the more they'll have to say. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash
6: yourfamilytoday. family
0: This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. there completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, once again, that's freetalklive.com. And you get to control the content of the site. If you uh, see something online you want to share with us and our listeners, you submit it as show prep. And then others vote on it. So you can vote to the most voted items on the website. Make it to the front page and the top of the site, meaning we're more likely to see it and talk about it on the airwaves here. So go and get interactive over at freetalklive.com. To bring you up to speed, uh, there was one more really important point on this gold story, and we'll get right back into your phone calls. The news is that there's a family, uh, the family of, I think it was Israel Swit, a a jeweler in the Philadelphia area in the 1930s, who in apparently 2003, one of his heirs discovered 10 golden uh, double eagles, they are told. Yeah, gold uh, double eagles. They were minted back in 1933, and they were never supposed to have been circulated. The government uh, intended to melt down the batch, and they weren't supposed to have gotten out uh, but the, somehow they did. It was believed that maybe uh, some cashier had smuggled them out to Mr. Witt, again, who was a jeweler uh, at the time. But regardless of uh, the story of how they escaped the clutches of the government, they did. And somebody in his family, when they were kind of you know going through their stuff, uh, it was apparently an auction that they'd had. And uh, she found the coins a year after the auction. Um, they have been ruled against by a jury. The jury has decided that these coins belong to the government and that the government will be keeping. Uh, these coins are worth possibly millions of dollars. These are very, very rare, and so therefore they're worth a single one sold for $7.59 million in 2002. Was that eight. one stolen? Presumably they are all uh, stolen. You know, yes. And they may so, have
1: very well been stolen, but uh, Mr. Swit, if he's a jeweler, didn't steal them.
0: We don't know how Mr. Swit got his hands on them. So are
1: they going to propose to compensate him for what he paid for them? He's
0: dead. Long, long well, dead. What about
1: his heirs? They need to be compensated for what they no, bought. No, I don't think that's going to no, happen. No, they're not going. They're, they're not going
0: to jail. I think, that, I think they can feel good that they're not going to go inside a jail cell. How could they, they possibly go to jail? Well, they, they were holding stolen property. Oh, God. So uh, so let me give you a little bit more on this because there's a really important part to the story. You might be asking yourself, well, how is it that in 2002 one of these things sold and these people had 10 of them confiscated? How is it that that happened? Well, here's the story. According to Forbes.com, an older lady uh, relative, uh, let's see, Joan Langbord, uh, the daughter of the the jeweler, She spent most of her life working in her father's downtown jewelry store. and She said she found the coins in 2003, a year after an auction. She and her sons are expected to appeal pretrial rulings, uh, blah, blah, blah. But she goes on to tell the story that apparently what happened was after they found uh, these coins, they took them to the Treasury for authentication. They went to translation. They went to the government to say, hey, are these real deal? And the government then said, Yep, snatch. give us those. Wow. Now they're ours. Uh, right. So, <laughs> you see, this is. Walk th- into the lion's den.
1: Right. This is what people don't understand. The government is the most successful gang of organized criminals in a given landmass. If you go and show them, you know, $25 million in gold coins, what the hell do you expect them to do? Uh, man, would you do it to legal. the mafia? Yeah.
2: I think the mafia would,
0: would have only taken a percentage. <laughs> uh, you can have
2: half the coins. We just want half.
0: Right, we'll protect there, you. We'll be reasonable. Yeah. All right. Let's go to uh, Gene. So the the moral of the story is find a coin dealer you trust to Never, check. Never uh, ever ever yeah. go to the government unless <laughs> you absolutely have to. <laughs> let's continue here. Uh, we've got Gene, the Christian anarchist, on the line in Tennessee. You're on Free Talk Live on the Amp Lines.
1: Well,
11: hello, guys. Hey, Gene. Um, I got. Uh, I want to talk about this uh, freebie mentality that uh, seems to be prevalent in the entire world, not just in the U.S., but it's pretty bad in the U.S. Okay. And, but before I do that, I want to correct uh, poor little Mark there on his misconception about law because he said that it's not illegal for them to steal our money because it's called inflation. Criminal. Criminal is what I said. You said it's not criminal, but there's something that's called uh, um, laws against nature, and there are laws against... uh, um uh, mankind these kind of laws are laws that are inherent around the world you know there was the uh Nuremberg trials after world war 2 and uh even though technically it wasn't illegal what the nazis did because they write the laws right sure so so there are th- there are things that are just plain illegal no matter whether or not you have a piece of paper that says you can do it so I just wanted to correct you on
1: that. Well, I'm not saying that uh, because the government claims that it's legal, that it's not illegal. I really could care that it's not criminal. Um, I could really care less what the government claims or not. What my contention is, is that the government owns the currency. And the problem is, is that they don't allow competition in currency, not how they handle their currency. For instance, if I owned a road, I could require you to pay a million dollars every time you got on it. And you have to wear a a pink fuzzy pimp hat. That's because it's my road. Now, you may or may not use it. The, the criminal aspect would come in if I go and I firebomb everybody else's road so that they, you have to use mine. Or confiscate their right. roads. And that kind of thing.
11: And so they are criminal in the fact that they don't allow other competing Agreed.
1: Currency. The action, however, of inflating currency in and of itself is not criminal. It's just
0: a it's really fraudulent. bad way to run a currency. It's fraudulent, and that's criminal. Yeah. Because you're, right. you're creating an expectation. Us
11: to accept it.
0: I'm sorry. Go ahead, Gene.
11: I say it's criminal that they force us to accept it or make it so difficult that uh, it's hard to do business without accepting it. That's
0: the criminal part. Well, I, I look I, I – when you go to the grocery store and they cut down the size of the, uh, you know, the the amount of orange juice that you get for the same price, to some extent, that's them dealing with inflation and, and kind of trying to keep their cost the same. I'm not going to say that that's criminal because you you can uh, associate yourself easily with the information that's necessary. You can see the ounce uh, amount of ounces on the container. You can see the price. You can compare uh, prices. But with the U.S. dollar, you have no real. The average person has no idea. You know, how many dollars are out there, how many are being printed, how that affects things. They are essentially being scammed uh, by the the Federal Reserve and, right, and the yeah. federal government. The average, I, wouldn't it's, yeah, the, I
11: wouldn't say it's criminal what the storekeepers do either. It's criminal what the currency manipulators are doing. That's what's criminal.
2: I believe the average person does not even know about the Federal, federal Reserve to begin with. Sure. Yeah, I'll agree That's with that. Right. That's sure. true.
0: Okay, now, again, ignorance is about... no excuse. Ignorance is no excuse and, and you know, buyers need to be aware. No, no, no.
2: You can't call it ignorance entirely because there has been some subterfuge. There has been some sort of uh, muddying the waters, if you will, by the indoctrination that occurs. Mm-hmm. Now, now, if our school system, and I do this with finger quotes for those that are listening, if our school system run by the government were actually teaching people, I think teaching them about the currency they're going to be using for the rest of their lives would probably be something pretty important. Yeah, I think, I would I think that would definitely that would be a, a part of life that you would, just right after math, right after you learn math, let's learn about the currency that you're going to be counting when you're working a cash register at McDonald's. Right. So, hey. yeah.
0: Gene, what else did you now, want to share?
11: Towards my other subject, uh, since my, my wife is a doctor and I'm the administrator of our practice, I see this mentality very strong where people think they should something for nothing. And a lot of times, of course, that goes into the medical field because they feel that they should be getting this treatment from the doctor. It shouldn't cost them anything. They scream and holler Mm. about the size of the bill. But we have patients who will spend two hundred and fifty dollars a month on cigarettes. Oh yeah. they will scream and holler when they hear that a medication they need to treat their blood pressure or whatever else uh, they're suffering from. Which wouldn't be probably
0: of, as bad if they wouldn't spend $250 a month on cigarettes. Yeah.
11: Right. But then they scream about a $70 bill, but they'll yep. pay that $250 to um, smoke those cigarettes. Now, it's frustrating. Now, it used to be that people would, uh, they would sacrifice. In order to obtain something else, they had to sacrifice another thing. But people have no, long, no longer have that mentality. They don't right. want to give up what they have, but they want to gain all this other stuff. And it's all going
0: to come system. to a head when uh, you know the government's no longer there to take care of them anymore, like those poor people that are depending on Social Security. Thanks, Gene, for the call. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we give you there for free, including the bulletin board system. Go and get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners over at bbs.freetalklive.com, bbs.freetalklive.com.
1: Are you a cigarette smoker? I was, too, for many years, and you know that cigarettes will kill you. There's a healthier option, though. 22,000 times healthier. Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker can save up to $120 a month on va- using uh, the, the e-cigarette from Vaporsmiths.com. It's, and it tastes better. There's no more ashtray mouth, no smell, no secondhand smoke, no smoke at all. You can use it just about anywhere. Free shipping on orders of over $60 and a free starter kit with a purchase of 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Get that right. You buy 40 cartomizers. I believe they're 69.99 for 40 cartomizers. You get free shipping and a free starter kit from vaporsmiths.com. You can call 855-2-get-vapor or go to vaporsmiths.com,
0: 855-2-get-vapor. So, let's continue with you and your thoughts. We go to ladies first. Dina is calling from Colorado. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Dina.
6: Hi, guys. I Um, I have a question. I was trying to navigate through your website to try and find out a little bit more about New Hampshire. The New Hampshire statutes kind of blow. So um, what is it? Do you guys not pay city tax? Do you don't pay state tax? How do you get potholes fixed and that kind of thing?
0: (laughs) Well... Sometimes the potholes uh, are pretty crappy around here. <laughs> I'm not here. sure
1: anybody's getting potholes fi- fixed real good anywhere in the United States. But the money that they collect to do so, they collect through property tax.
0: Yeah, property taxes are a bear up here uh, in New Hampshire, but there are no state income taxes. Some
1: places, they're still worse. Uh, you'd go to New York, Connecticut, those places, property taxes are a lot worse.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. so there's no state income tax. There's no state sales tax. Uh, the overall tax burden in New Hampshire is the lowest of all the 50 states, as I understand it. What I would recommend, rather than digging around freetalklive.com, that's our show website. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not really about New Hampshire. I would recommend dropping by the Free State Project's website at ah. Free State, Free State org, And then search, the there's a little search bar there somewhere. Uh, search for 101 reasons, and then it'll come up with 101 reasons to move to New Hampshire. And that'll be a real eye-opener for you.
6: Okay, tell me the website again.
0: freestateproject.org. Got it.
6: Got it. Thank you, fellas. Have a great day.
0: Hey, thanks for the call, Dina. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231. It was the 101 reasons that sold me on New Hampshire. When they had done the the state vote, when there were 10 different potential states that were in the running to become the Free State Project's chosen state, Uh, New Hampshire did... The people that supported New Hampshire, the advocates for New Hampshire, uh, New Hampshire did a, a far and above a much better job than all of the other people in all of the other states uh, that were in the running. They came up with this 101 reasons to move, and it's been updated since then because that was way back in almost a decade it's ago. It's 100 and point.
1: something more than that.
0: I don't know if there are another 100 reasons. Oh, they- they think. Oh, I, I think it's still 101 reasons. I to think move he's to New the, it,
1: there's a there's,
2: there's also a 130 plus reasons to move to Keene. Yeah, I got to think this one. Right, the, the 101
0: reasons uh, has been updated and kept. You know current as much as possible over time and uh, it's it's a great little document and it's really persuasive so go and see it for yourself at free talk live or excuse me not free talk live but Project.org. <laughs> and if you want to know more about Keene, you can go to move.freekeen.com then there's 130 plus reasons to move to Keene, but you only want to look at those once you've made the decision to move to new hampshire right so we continue uh, with tristan listening in australia tristan you're on free talk live hello hey, hey tristan good day
9: Okay. Um Yeah, successionism. Uh, I, I've always been fascinated in the United States, how like, big the states are and how populated you are. Um, what's your thoughts on uh, state successionism and uh, becoming your own independent country maybe one day in New Hampshire?
0: I fully support it. I think that's really something worth striving for. It's it's a political ideal uh, to some extent, and it's one that I I fully support. I think anything that we can do to get away from this federal government, this tyrannical, horrible, just—they're just terrible, what they do to people. Criminal. uh, Criminal, and we need to just get the hell away from them in whatever way possible. Initially, it's going to be through things like nullification, like Mark. We just talked uh, to Dennis Goddard last night. Uh, about this legislation that has essentially opted New Hampshire out of yep. the Obamacare uh, legislation. Right. States are already – states in the United States are supposed to be their own little countries
1: that have bounded together in a federation that uh, t- to work together with the United States. It has become over time just kind of uh, – not because it's written written down or anything like that. It's just kind of become that they are – Uh, you know, just sections of a big government. It's not supposed to be that way, and and states can exercise certain of their powers, um, you know, that they legitimately are supposed to have. There'll probably be some bumps in the road in doing so, but that's the reason that I thought the Free State Project made so much sense initially, rather than moving to, say, something a little smaller like the Free County Project or the Free City Project. Those things, would I would have never moved for that because I wouldn't have thought that that would have made any sense
9: i see um, i i know in the declaration of independence the uh, uh with the union uh united states it has a uh, a little u instead of a, a capitalized u uh, yeah. as opposed to uh, so um i i I see there as a, a formation of uh, lots of different independent states instead of uh, one big one but um where was I going to go um if you're going to uh, make a new, uh, a new country out of new hampshire what kind of uh, would you just adopt the uh the Constitution as it is now, or would you make uh, amendments, or what would you go about
2: doing? Well, that? I don't think I don't think it would have. I, it's it's you're asking a question that's that's one in the future that is very mm-hmm. unforeseeable, and also not, not only that, but considering the political climate around New Hampshire, uh, Vermont seems to be more likely to succeed uh, secede first, as opposed to New Hampshire and then Maine as well. So you could see the three states up here in the in the Northeast all seceding and, and being independent. Uh, sovereign states and what would happen what sort of, of document would be written up it's really hard to say right now because who knows what's going to cause that one last straw in the camel's back that's going to that lead to this uh this sort of uh, event to happen
0: good point but it wouldn't be i don't think it would be going out on a limb to suggest that they would probably just stick with the new hampshire constitution i mean it was written yeah, before the, the u.s constitution it's a fairly decent constitution i mean it's got the right to revolution written right into it there's some people
1: that can uh, make arguments that it's the best constitution of all 50 states
0: it still doesn't matter though because the government bureaucrats don't care about it That's so right. you know it's only the words on paper uh, but I, I can't imagine that in a state secession movement the, the political climate that likely would surround that would be a lot of favoritism towards the state of new hampshire and i don't i'm no fan of any state of anything i think the idea of the state needs to be completely demolished. But I still support secession from the simple fact that it's pragmatic from, you know, anything to get away from the federal government. I'll support it. Um, so but if there's this big sea change in how people look at governments, then maybe you're right, JJ. Maybe it'll be a completely different scenario than what we can possibly envision today.
2: Right. And, and the only state that I approve of is, is the state of peace.
0: There you go. That's it. What else did you want uh, to share? It's I
7: to make a, uh, a
9: more selfish uh, uh, Inquiry uh, immigration. What, what's your thoughts on immigration? It's awful. Um, well, it's actually, awful. I believe
1: from Australia that it's I mean, the it's, process. It's I love immigration. Remarkably easy from um, Australia, and if you send me an email, i really. As I understand it, I, I've been t- in talks with Phil, who was from Australia, who came mm-hmm. up. He said that there's some kind of World War II statute that exists that makes it, it essentially, you know, all Australians can come to the really? United States. If you send me an email at mark at free dot com, I will forward it on to Phil, and then you, you two Let can chat know. about it.
0: Hey, if, Can you maybe learn a little more about that, Mark? That'd be excellent to bring that information to our listeners, because thanks, Tristan, for the call, by the way. Uh, so you can email market at mark at freetalklive.com. But if that's true, then we definitely need to ramp up marketing in Australia. There are a lot of lonely Libertarian types down Indeed, there, there love to get the hell out. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live.
8: Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be, and find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate.
0: Get the original. Get your super tuck at crossbreedholsters.com. Again, that's crossbreedholsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever's on your mind at 800 259 9231, the SACL CAI toll free line. Join us online at freetalklive.com, and we give you the features there free. So enjoy those. Uh, we've got the Shrine of Female Listeners, news updates, listening options. We give it all away over at freetalklive.com.
1: SACL CAI has a full orbed approach to account recovery. They it's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. SACL knows that the way they treat your customer reflects on you. So whether you have a hospital, doctor's office, bank, utility, or other business. Uh, they could be for you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call. They have the best equipment money can buy so that your business is handled as efficiently as possible. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's the top one on the right-hand side of the page. So the uh, principal over there, Jason Osborne, big supporter of Free Talk Live, big supporter of Liberty. single c i i Jason, Jason Osborne is awesome.
0: <laughs> yes, indeed. As we continue here, of course, we will take your calls about whatever's on your mind at 800-259-9231. You know, uh, Mark, I think there was something that uh, you wanted to talk about here with Ron Paul. Some pretty exciting news. And I guess it's news that shouldn't really surprise anyone who paid close attention to the Ron Paul campaign in 2008. But what is it that uh, is going on out there?
1: So it looks like um, the among the the Republican candidates in Q2 of uh, 2011, as far as fundraising goes, that Ron Paul has beat them all. As a matter of fact, uh, he's beaten uh, Barack Obama in fundraising too. But if you take all the Republican candidates and you look at their fundraising among active duty military people, if I didn't make that uh, specifically clear, I, I really need to. This is only among active duty military people. If you take all of their totals over the course of Q2 and you combine them they don't come up to half of what Ron Paul raised from active duty members. Now, this is Republican candidates. Uh, Barack Obama came uh, relatively close to, uh, to to Ron Paul. But, but nothing, Ron
0: Paul beat Barack Obama as well.
1: Uh, by a margin of about uh, looks like about seven thousand dollars or something like that. That's just Q2. And I suspect Ron Paul will continue to do well. But I think that this is a very important point for people that believe that you need to support our troops by not cutting and running mm-hmm. and sending as, spending as much money on them as possible. Now, mm-hmm. certainly, if you're going to send somebody over to uh, someplace to fight and die, they should have good equipment. But maybe they shouldn't be sent over there in the first place. That's what Ron Paul would say right right uh, the uh, you know those that say that we shouldn't cut and run but want to support our troops our troops if them putting their money where their
0: mouth is is any indication don't want to be over there in the first place right so by by sending money to ron paul that is an indicator saying that we agree with this guy's foreign policy because this is front and center in their life this has to be the most important issue in their lifetime because they're in it they're right. in the thick of the it the bullets they're, are flying at and not them. only that but ron paul has such a
2: divergent foreign policy as compared to so many of the other candidates. He's very clear as opposed to Obama who won a peace prize and has and killed I don't know
0: how many People, but right. he's killing off. There's, there's no doubt be, what it means, right? That's right. what you're saying. Right. When someone gives money to Ron Paul, there's no doubt that they support ending the war. You That's
1: take right. uh, Gary Johnson out of the situation, um, and you basically you have the rest of them sort of arguing over. I'll kill more people. No, no, I'll kill more people. Mm. No, no, I'll take over the whole world. Like you know, like, <laughs> you know they, it's a, it's a contest on who can kill more people that aren't American right. amongst the other people over there. And um, you know, Ron Paul runs away. Like he's he's steadfast. And firm Gary Johnson doesn't have quite the the, the firm stand on the anti-war uh, you know situation. Uh, you know there are anti-war activists out there that don't like Ron Paul because Ron Paul takes a sort of constitutional stand on it as opposed to a moral stand. But I, I feel he talks about moral points on a regular basis. Yeah, I think so.
0: Let's go to Jim listening in Indianapolis at W X N T. Jim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, N J J and Mark. Hey, what's
1: happening, guys? Look Jim. free or die. Hey, thanks. My what's your motto?
12: <laughs> hey listen, I wanted to follow up with you when you were talking about those double eagles there. Uh there was a show done on a history channel explaining how the head you know, all those double eagles were sent to Fort Knox and they were stolen out of Fort Knox by guess who? The head administrator. So it hmm. just goes to show you that, you know, you can't trust anybody in any certain position for a certain length of time.
2: Oh, no so, doubt about it.
12: <laughs> you we know, can't, you can't trust is, anybody
2: in the government. Right.
12: Exactly, you know, and all these people that go along with these false prophets like the the prophet Muhammad Obama, you know, I mean, if they think that he's going to be able to save everybody everywhere in this world if only he had enough control and power, you know, these people are idiots. You know, these these so-called liberals that think that they are contributing to society by making other people pay for other people, you know, and they think they're doing well, something the, good. And as long as it doesn't come out of their pocket, they're being know, they're generous idiots.
0: with other people's money. Well, to to be to <laughs> be uh, hold on to be accurate, you know, you picked on the liberals, but the uh, you know so called conservatives do the same thing with different issues. Sure, so they believe they're going to save the world with their military uh, adventurism, and all they end up doing is creating more uh, blowback and violence. And of course, Barack Obama has shown that he's more of a bloodthirsty warmonger than than George Bush.
12: You think the worst of two evils, the ones that are saying they want limited government. You know, as opposed to the ones that are saying they they sort of like follow a socialist communist philosophy... You know, and you got to think, you know, which one is better, which one are we better off
0: with? You know, uh, you know? Hist- history has shown that we've been better off with Democratic presidents, at the very least, uh, until now. Uh, Bill, Clinton, Democrats. Bill, yeah. Bill Clinton was, uh, compared to George Bush, Bill Clinton was a small government guy. I
1: disagree with this, um, because what you need, what generally you're talking about is when you have mixed, uh, you know, mixed situations where the Congress or the Senate is all Republican and then the president is all Democrat, when they're fighting with each other they can get very little done that
0: certainly helps but just because the republicans talk about small government doesn't mean jack no they're just uh, lying know, they're, they're lying to you so at least you know you got to give the democrats credit where credit's due and at least they'll tell you to their face to your face that they want government to get bigger whereas a republican will be like liberty 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 and then uh, they'll get elected and then they'll do the complete opposite
12: Oh, uh, they won't say socialism or communism, they'll use new terms or different words. Yeah, that's exactly right. Or something like that. Right. You know, they'll never tell you exactly how they're feeling. Yeah. You know, they've got to sneak things in. But, you know, it, it, the bottom line is, you know, we really need to get away from the whole philosophy of, of, you know, taking people's money to give it to others. People need to learn to go out there and do for themselves and let charities and things like that. I mean... The, the, the government wants everybody to be a philanthropist, you know? I mean, it, it isn't work that way. There's only 25% of the people that are really paying taxes, and the other people are paying zero. But every everybody else that they need to pay more.
0: Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. Marco Sauceda of Lufkin, Texas, did nothing wrong to any living soul. This is according to William Grigg over at LewRockwell.com. And if you know William Grigg's name, you know where this is going. Yet the mentally handicapped 30-year-old was pepper sprayed, shot with a pepper ball gun, and severely beaten by nine police officers in his own home after they mistook him for a robber. Wow. Now he's going to jail for 30 days and will have to pay a $500 fine for the supposed crime of resisting arrest. Resisting arrest for burglary... In your own home. Right. Salceda, who speaks little English, hid in the bathroom when the police laid siege to his home on March 15, 2009. A neighbor had called in a report that a black male was kicking in the front door. Once the terrified man, described as having the mind of a child, had been extracted from the bathroom, it was clear that he wasn't the suspect described in the report. Any human being in which so much as a fugitive flicker of decency exists would have dismissed the charge given the opportunity. Angelina County Attorney Ed Jones, however, is a prosecutor, a caste in which such decency is, for all practical purposes, extinct. Thus, he insisted that the case had to be taken to court because, quote, "...the statute says that you do not have the right to resist the arrest. We were going to try the case no matter what." The jury had the right, the legal authority, and the moral duty to nullify the application of that statute. Instead, they convicted him and told the trial judge, Derek Florney, that Sauceda had been wronged and asked him to display leniency." The judge didn't agree with the jury's characterization. See, it doesn't matter what the jury says to the judge. The judge will impose whatever sentence he feels is appropriate. So if you want to save someone... So,
1: so the jury found him guilty but said, please be lenient on yep. the uh, poor retarded guy that didn't yep. break into his own house and was, arrest- and, you know, was beaten up for burglary, and then uh, they arrested him for, uh, for resisting arrest. How can you resist arrest when there's no legitimate arrest?
0: Toll-free number, 800-259-9231. I don't know. Ask John Kurtz. He just spent 30 days in jail for it. More the, on the, the way. The legal system's broken. Yeah, you can take control. This is Free Talk Live. More about this case in moments. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up what you want, even in the remaining moments. Enough time for you and your thoughts. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And joining you tonight, it's Ian, JJ, and Mark. we invite you to our website. You can get interactive there. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, then become an amplifier. It's a great way to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations across the country and bring more internet listeners to the ideas of freedom as well. Go to amp.freetalklive.com. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And that's what we do with the money that comes in. It's used to get Free Talk Live into more ears. So go to amp.freetalklive.com. Sign up with any major credit card through PayPal or use Visa or MasterCard right on our website. That's amp.freetalklive.com. You get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, amp-only forum, podcast, and more. amp.freetalklive.com. Back to this story, and then we'll get right into your phone calls here about a man who... Well, is not the brightest bulb in the basket. He's a mentally handicapped 30-year-old, Marco Salceda of Lufkin, Texas. Pepper sprayed, shot with a pepper ball gun, and severely beaten by nine police officers after he was mistaken for a robber in his own home. He's now going to jail for 30 days and uh, being fined $500 for so-called resisting arrest after being found guilty by a jury. Now, the jury told the judge that, They wanted him to display leniency, but the judge doesn't have to care what the jury thinks, so he went ahead and lectured Sauceda and said, I don't agree you're a victim in this case. And he insisted that when the terrified man had hid in the bathroom that he had put the officers in harm's way. As if expecting plaudits and laurels for his forbearance, the judge told Sauceda that absent the jury's timid and equivocal request, the sentence would have been up to six months in a government cage. So, Seda entered the courtroom wearing a tan button down shirt and a navy dress slacks, reported the Lufkin Daily News. But by the end of the day, found himself in County Orange as punishment for receiving a beating that he didn't deserve at the hands of costume thugs who are never to blame.
1: So, um, you know, if you say to yourself, well, this, is, this happened to a ret- retarded guy, I mean, this couldn't happen to me. And so many people, you know, they well, you know, it's an interesting story, but it couldn't happen to me. What I want you to understand here is that these people broke into his house beat him up, and pepper sprayed him. And then a jury of supposedly his peers of spineless morons, a jury of, of, of uh, idiots, decided to find him guilty, but they wanted leniency for him. Now, what's to say that that wouldn't happen to you? You know what part of this did this guy bring upon himself? Did he run from the police because he was scared? I suppose that makes some sense. But you know, what, what did
0: they, he do? Run if into the if bathroom? They would have
1: jumped on him and pepper sprayed him. Then the problem here is that your juries aren't going to protect you. They're going to do what the government says. This is what Most I want to drive time. home to uh, to folks: is that whatever you this the it's the it's the best system in the world? Well, bull crap. I don't know whether it's the best system in the world or not, but that's like two cancer patients sitting in the cancer ward talking about who's going to die first. Well,
0: and to say that it's not going to happen to you is just ignoring reality. The cops get the wrong house all the time. They make mistakes. They come in there and they, in a lot of cases, are on adrenaline kicks and they're looking for somebody to give them an excuse to start a beatdown. We have story
1: after story after story after
0: story after story. Cops have told us, former cops have told us this stuff that they, you know, Barry Cooper from NeverGetBusted.com said on the air that he did this kind of crap just so, you know, he did stuff like leave people unhandcuffed so they'd get up and run so he'd have a reason to come up and, uh, you know, beat the crap out of them. Anyway, let me continue. uh, Shandy Colbain, a lacrimose foul-mouthed little bully employed by the Seattle Police Department, is invoking that doctrine of official impunity in an effort to dismiss a federal lawsuit by Martin Manetti. On April 27, 2010, Manetti was detained by Cobain and fellow officer, uh, let's see, Mary Willem during a robbery investigation. A viral video... Uh, of the incident shows woolham a female who exhibits all the delicate refinement of a biker's mall stopping a prone and stomping a prone and compliant manetti in the back and captured cobain taunting the unresisting man by hurling a number of racist and abusive comments at him at one point cobain told manetti i'm going to kick the effing mexican piss out of you homie you feel me manetti has filed a lawsuit against the city of seattle after the incident went public cobain was suspended for 30 days in an effort to placate the public outrage under pressure from his superiors cobain offered a tearful apology for his actions not to the victim martin Minetti, but to his little clique of street criminals whose honor was supposedly tarnished by his hateful and unprofessional conduct In their response to Minetti's lawsuit, however, Colbain and Wollum insist that they're entitled to government immunity and that any damages or injuries suffered by Minetti were all the result of his own conduct, which once again consisted of flattening himself on the ground in a posture of unqualified submission, uh, despite being told he was not under arrest, while Cobain and Wollum assaulted and threatened him. A week after the Mexican piss incident, Cobain choked a young man named David Rengo, who at the time was handcuffed and helpless. Rengo had been jumped by a street assailant of the non-government licensed variety before Cobain's street, unit, uh, street gang unit arrived and made matters worse. For some reason, most likely because Rengo didn't appear dangerous, Cobain arrested the puzzled young man and then choked him just for fun. He seemed to get pleasure out of it, in the words of a complaint filed by the victim. In his police report, Cobain claimed that Rango had pushed him and charged him with felony assault on a police officer. The charge was later dismissed by a judge when it was discovered that dash cam audio and video of the incident had been mysteriously lost. I've not well, s- I'm surprised. I mean, usually the, the dash cam video gets lost, but they just go ahead with things. Yeah, I have not seen a case this poorly prepared or investigated in my 22 years on the bench, said the King County judge. Rango filed a stalking complaint against Cobain, describing how, after being tortured on the scene, he was taken into an interrogation room and then threatened by the officer. Cobain removed his gun and badge and charged at me while the other officers tried to restrain him, the victim recalled. The abuse Rango endured and subsequent incidents In which he was followed by Cobain and his buddies Left the young man fearing for his life Of course being a mere mundane Rango has nobody to blame But himself And what did Cobain have to do For all of his horrible uh, things that he's done to folks He apologized to the police department I'm so sorry. All my fellow officers have made you look bad. Now, getting God. All,
2: all the people that say this show rags on police too much, all the people that think that it's an anti-police show, no, it's it's not. The police do a good enough job of creating anti-police rhetoric and anti-police events and stories and circumstances. Right. Because the police, those cops like this Colburn and and uh, his fellow you know thin blue line brethren, they are some of the worst people... That you will ever encounter in your life.
1: Well, if, if this guy did these two things in two weeks, what has he done in the past? Mm-hmm. And if he has stepped out of line in the past, why haven't his partners stopped him? Why didn't his partners, instead of waiting for this uh, you know, this to blow up on the media, there were people there. There were cops there in this incident. Why didn't they do something about it? The answer is they're used to it.
0: That's the best I can come up with. And or if they are good cops, they're afraid of this guy. They're afraid of him and the people that he knows and the people that are as corrupt as he is. Uh, you know and they don 't want their family to get hurt by them, and they know that they 're better off keeping their mouth shut. What good's going to come to them by going after these bad cops? How will they benefit besides you know being held up as heroes by some of us they 're not going to financially benefit they 're not going to make any money off of this. They might get fired from the police force they might be target- and in worst case scenario their family may be targeted for some sort of violent retaliation. These people are crazy yeah. i don 't blame them for not wanting to uh, to go up against them they 're crazy and they 're immune. Governmental immunity is what these folks claim. Let's go with you and your thoughts. Corey, listening in Missouri to XM Satellite Radio's America's Talk. Hello, Corey.
7: Gentlemen, how we doing?
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
7: Well, I uh, just wanted to talk briefly on the debt ceiling, and, uh, but I do appreciate you bringing to light um, the police state overstepping their bounds on a regular basis. Sure. Um, but, but as far as the debt ceiling is concerned, It seems to me that everybody is so worried about this artificial date created as August 2nd, when in reality the best thing that can happen is that uh, um, we don't raise the debt ceiling and we hold the government accountable for what they're spending and we don't further kicking the can down the road um, on this spending spree and continued Building.
1: Right, I mean, the government has plenty of money coming in. It's it's collecting all kinds of taxes. The suggestion is, is that if we don't extend their credit limit on their credit card, that somehow they won't be able to do business. This just isn't true. They can exactly. cut in other places. They don't have to cut out uh, social security benefits or you know uh, go after the uh, the weakest of our, our citizens if that's what they don't want to do. If that's what they want to do, I suppose they can do that. Well,
0: it's a lot easier to go after seventy million people. Instead of the government employees who have unions and you know contracts and rights, and they're going to shut protest. down
1: some such, shut down some uh, government parks. I mean, for for goodness' sakes, it's not like people can't live without those. There's all kinds of things that they can do to uh, to, to save money. They're just choosing not to. Hey, in one of these uh, one of these six wars you've got going on, mm-hmm.
7: absolutely. And um, you know the the checks are not going to stop going out. I mean. I think they'd be afraid of the American people and yes. what would happen if that did happen.
1: There and could, they have a right to be. There could be ri- riots in the street, uh, um, a la Greece, if, uh,
0: if, if they stopped the checks from going out. Except it would be a bunch of old people. So, hey, thanks for the call tonight. And I the people it. that uh, love them. Yeah, that's true. It's going to be a real shock to folks' system if those checks don't go out. And I kind of hope it happens, because people need to wake the F up. We're uh, out of time here tonight, but we'll be back tomorrow. You can join us online in the meantime at freetalklive.com. You know that cigarettes will kill you. You've been thinking about giving the e-cigarette a try? There is a healthier option. 22,000 times healthier. Well, listen to this offer from Vaporsmiths.com. A pack-a-day smoker will save $120 a month. So you already start being richer, feeling healthier, and smelling better. What more could you want? How about a free starter kit? Just purchase 40 cartomizers with coupon code FTL. Free shipping on orders of $60 or more. 855-2-GET-VAPOR or go to Vaporsmiths.com.